This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, my name is Manya. And my name is Terry. And we are Project BFF, and we are bringing to you our podcast, Friendshipable. Mm -hmm. Today is episode 52, and we are talking about the state of American friendship. Mm-hmm. Gary, get us started. What is the state of American friendship? Oh, it's in a couple of different states, not the 50, but just the state of mind and the emotional states. And it's all within the context of the pandemic um, that we we certainly are still living with in a lot of ways. The aftermath, the current, what's going on, and but also where its focus obviously is on where our friendships are concerned. And um, we we've been thinking about this for a while, right, Manya, about where the pandemic is is impacting things. Yes, uh, but we'll talk about that more. Yes, well. Uh, Terry found us a really fascinating resource called the the State of American Friendship, and it's mm-hmm. a study that was done last year, 2021, so right in the middle of the pandemic. So it's, I think, a pretty good snapshot of what people were thinking and feeling at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just we're going to talk about some of the results and what surprised us and what we found interesting and. I'll just get it. I'll just get it started. One of the things they started with is that um, Americans report having fewer close friends than we once did before. Um, just in, in general, a, not related to pandemic. Not related to the pandemic, yeah. just in general. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. We're talking about it was done in early 2021, so the mm-hmm. height of the pandemic. They said that you know about half of Americans report that they lost touch with a friend during the pandemic, but almost the same percentage reported making a new friend during the pandemic. So sort of cancel each other out. Maybe I thought, I thought it was interesting um, that people were still able to make friends during lockdown in those difficult times. Yeah. Yeah. It, it also, um, and just, just to cite this, the, the source was interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting source of information. It's the, um, the Service Center on American Life, which describes themselves as a nonprofit research group uh, and nonpartisan um, dedicated to understanding the way culture, politics, and technology changes our relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I had, what struck me is they they asked young, they asked women, um, you know, how likely they, or did they lose friends during the pandemic? Mm. And it was interesting because knowing that our, our audience is more mature women, they, the survey that they took indicated that young women actually were most likely to report losing touch with, um, with friends during the pandemic. But individuals such as ourselves, 
were were least of that. Um, we, so you mean slightly older women? Slightly older, women. <laughs> more, more knowledgeable women. More, yes, that that. Um, well, I just just want to stop you for yeah. a quick second. I yeah. wonder. I wonder if that is because when you were older, you have had, you may have had a group of friends that you've had for longer, or right. um, perhaps when we're older, we think about friendships differently or our expectations are different. I'm that I'm not sure that the survey unpacked that, but I'd be curious at some point to investigate that. Yes, yes. Um, and you're right. It makes sense that if you're if your age is 18 to 29, that includes college years and mm -hmm. new job years. And a lot of people are in, you know, there are changes going on during that. It's kind of like, you know, in dorms, in companies and things like that. So yes, it's not all that surprising. But um, and as a sidebar, I think we'll be using there is so much good and interesting information in here on friendships. We'll be citing this more in the future. So we'll, we'll just dive yeah. into a piece at a time. And we're um, also going to be um, keeping an eye on them for future surveys or, or yes. additional surveys that they do because we, we wanna be part of that. And just yeah. before we jump into the next piece um, talking about the survey, I just mm -hmm. wanted to remind everybody that um, we would really appreciate your support on Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash project BFF. And you can find links to that in the show notes. Um, we love doing this podcast for you and we would very much appreciate um, your support in becoming a Patreon member. And with that, I will get us back to the show in progress. Yeah. Um, what was another statistic that really stuck out for you, Terry? Um, well, where that um, look at of reporting losing touch with friends from a male female perspective, I think that's mm -hmm. interesting too. That um, that men were, lost touch the most of, with their friends. Men lost touch more than women tossed, lost touch in general. Yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting too. They had a, a few pieces that looked at the difference between male and female approaches to friendship. Um, and another one was, was relying on your friends for emotional support. And, um, you know, they said that nearly half of the women that they surveyed had had a private conversation with a friend in the past week where they shared personal feelings and kind of reached out for emotional support, but only a third of men had done that. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I, again, I think we're starting to unpack some of the differences between the way men and women have been socialized and how we approach the concept mm -hmm. of friendships. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I thought about, and you probably did too, I thought about it you know, going back to the timeline when it all started, when we all started working from home and we were, we were basically, well, we literally were in lockdown. So, um, you know, and how I interacted with my friends and this little platform that we're on right now has really got its emergence during that with Zoom. Um, but that was the vehicle. It was more the, um, I haven't seen you guys in a while or i had just haven't talked to my 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 group of friends in a while right, and it, right. it just took one person to go all right it's time what's going on over there yeah. um and we would start doing that and i can't say that it was you know monthly or things like that but it certainly was more so it was the outreach 
rather than sitting there and going, all right, they're not contacting me or I don't know what's going on outside of here. But it was it was certainly somebody starting to say, all right, it's been too long. We're just. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I miss you. What's happening? Yeah. So, well, you know, and that I think has a little bit to do with how close you are to a particular friend or friend group. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was another piece they got at in the survey that um, about half of U.S. adults have three or fewer close friends and 36% have between four and nine, so several close friends, and really a very small percentage, only about 13 of people have 10 or more people that they consider close friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past on different podcasts too, It how difficult it is to maintain close relationships, um, just the energy that it takes and the focus that you need to have. And um, so I, I think that that 13% actually isn't surprising. I think it's very difficult to have a large number of close friends. Right, because the like you alluded to, the closeness of it is you know, basically how well do you know one another? You know, there's pro- you probably are, is one of your fr- closest friends kind of like the sister you know they had, that kind of thing. Um, so there's yeah so to have 13 I couldn't say that I'd have 13 close friends that means I'm probably a spreading myself too thin yes and and just how true are you being to some of those um individuals so yeah yeah. well you know the percentage was so it was you know 13 percent have 10 or more close friends but 12 percent so statistically essentially the same right report having no close friends. So mm-hmm. I guess you kind of think of it like a bell curve. You've got very few people with a lot of friends and, and a few people who don't um, consider that they have close friends. Right. And um, which is, you know, I, it's difficult. I, I think you're spread thin if you're on the 10 or more close friends. And oh, yeah. um, if you're on the no close friends, potentially that's um, can be a source of um, disappointment, I would imagine for some people, but they did say that about half of the people that they surveyed said that they are satisfied with the number of friends they have. So Mm -hmm. wherever you fall on the spectrum, you could have three or four friends and not think that's enough, or you could have zero friends and think that's exactly perfect for what you want. Um, you know, so I guess that satisfaction level is, really interesting. I don't think they broke it down, but I would be curious to see how it broke down by number of close friends you reported having. Right, right, right. Well, you know, when you when we think about our close friends too, we think about emotional support. Um, and, you know, one of the, the things they cite, which I want to know if anybody's surprised by hearing this, that women are far more likely than men to receive emotional support from their friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's just the nature of being nurturers that women tend uh, more likely tend to be. And I'm going to tease our next episode, episode uh-huh. 53, which is our female friendships. And we will get into a little bit that topic about um, women and the different approaches to friendship and that nurturing piece that you mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody get ready. Listen to episode yeah. 23. <laughs> Let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah. Well, so, yeah. what about types of friendship? I found that section of the study kind of interesting. Was that something that yes. intrigued you? Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts about it? What well, I like that they, they, I like how they defined friendship. So like situational friends mm-hmm. or place-based friends. So people you see in places like work or school or the gym and that 69%, so seven out of 10 people have a friend they see only in certain places or certain times. And I can think yeah. of that, you know, yeah. friend, when I played volleyball in a, on a team, they were friends that I only saw then. And loved them and adored them but that yeah. was kind of that was the nature of our relationship well and that happens that that's how all if, if something's destined to become a longer friendship that's how they all start it's that common thing you get to it's it's the workplace it's the gym it's yeah. other you know it's belonging to certain organizations that you meet to do things and things like that so and then yeah so that makes perfect sense because they're all friends. Right, right. And apparently that what they call activity friendships are pretty common. So half of people have friends that you participate just in social activities or sports or hobbies, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So I think that's really interesting. I, I like the phrase situational friends. Yeah. Because I think it acknowledges the value of the relationship and reminds us that we have all different kinds of friends. It doesn't have to be the person that you've known for 20 years and you can tell your deepest, darkest secrets to. Mm-hmm. Friends have mm-hmm. different roles in our lives. Mm-hmm. So. Well, because we're all, we're multi, as just as human beings, we're all multifaceted and we've got different interests and different, there are things that we're each curious about that having a certain group that you can spend time with kind of takes care of that curiosity or you want to learn more about something in particular. So having another group of friends gives you that uh, education or exposure to what you want to learn more about. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, did you see that statistic about online only friendships? I thought that was amazing. Tell me about that. I missed that one. Well, they said that um 39% of the people so one in so four in 10 um have online only friendships or friends they interact with solely via the internet and i'm curious how that number was affected by the pandemic if it was as high before the pandemic well and i'm curious right was that pre or was it pre was it kind of put well in 2021 a little bit post but still in it right or is it just an indicator of the platforms that we all use yeah i'm not that's sure true. i'd be curious to to see if that's a question they'd ever asked before yeah. you know before yeah. 2020 and see um i suspect but with no evidence whatsoever behind it that that is a higher number than would have been pre-pandemic um, oh, definitely. I yeah. mean, literally, again, the Zoom platform, 
we, you know, we were accustomed to it before the pandemic, but it's become Zoom has now become the word to describe what I know. Is. So, <laughs> and I, I hope they're making a lot of money off of this <laughs> every time. But it is so. There's a whole generation. Um, you know, our our parents and the elders in our families are just uh, were introduced to it, and now they're just calling it we Zoom, and that's how we communicate. So, right. yeah, right. yeah. What else did you find interesting in the study? I just, um, you know, that the, the that the pandemic did. Well, we know that it, it created a lot of challenges and I don't know that there's, you know, where communicating and, and where certainly we probably didn't make a whole lot of new friends, but we and, and how we just stayed in close touch mm -hmm. um, and how we, you know, any efforts that we might have made to not lose touch with some people. Um, yeah. I, I picture it as um, kind of like a you know, when, uh, when you throw a rock in the water and the rings that go out, there's the yes. inner ring, that's your core group and the outer ring are the people of under normal circumstances, you might call once or twice a year, and then it just expanded out. And, you know, did we, and I think maybe that's what that, those original stats that we refer to are talking about, of, you know, we kept our, our more familiar and closer friends closer. And I mm -hmm. don't think that we, and I don't know if we consider then, as the survey turned it, whether or not we lost those other friends, but we certainly weren't in touch with them. So right, yeah. right. I mean, it's the the pandemic has been such a dynamic, um, has such a dynamic effect on all our lives because it's been changing so much, and you right. know, um, we're it it we're still in it and. Yeah but we're behaving differently than we were, we were before. Yeah. And yeah. it's sort of changing how we feel we can relate to other people. So it's been a pretty amazing um, experiment that we've all been living through. Right, and we've adapted to whatever parameters we have to live with now, right. or, or we're more mindful of them as well. Right. Um, and it's not the exception anymore. It's something that, it's a consideration now. Right. Might, it might have been, you know, it might not have been before, obviously. So, right. Um, and which, yeah. is where, which is where I think that 39% having online only friendships, I feel like that is um, one of the adaptations people have made yeah. to, to building friendships and sustaining friendships is being more open to online in a way that we um, many of us were not before or not even thinking about it. It wasn't even on our radar screen to right. connect with people other than social media, but certainly, you know, lots of people didn't do things like zoom or FaceTime or video conference with family and friends, even far away family and friends. Right. 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 So, yeah, I think there's like, as we were, we've been saying that, there's a lot more to unpack on this. Yes. Um, and in the, the few minutes we have left, um, which by the way, just wanted before we do wrap this one up, just again, remind everyone um, that you can support us on Patreon and you could find us at patreon.com slash project BFF. And that's all P-R-O-J-E-C-T-B-F-F 
um, one stream and we, we'd appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so I, I'd like to, you know, we'll take a, another look at this because it is a really good um, survey. And also um, I, one of the things just to wrap up that stood out for me again was the distinction between um, men and women too, of mm -hmm. how they, um, who, of who maintained and who lost touch with, uh, with um, longtime friends. So, um, so yeah, so there's more to look at for this, definitely. Oh yeah, I think I think we're going to be uh, talking about this one every <laughs> once in a while for a while. You know, one of the things I thought was really interesting, and again, probably a, a topic for a complete episode, but um, fifty nine percent of people surveyed said they had one person that they consider their best friend, mm -hmm. but forty percent didn't have someone that they considered a best friend. And I think that's so interesting. There are certainly people who feel they have multiple best friends. Um, I'm one of them that also questions the use of the word best, um, uh -huh. which suggests one. Um, but I, I found it I found it interesting, um, you know, just to to look at it that way of people who feel they have someone who's just so close and is their bestie and their BFF. Right. And it's not a ubiquitous experience. Mm -hmm. um, and which I, mean, I think means you're lucky if you do. And it is perfectly normal and okay if you don't. Right. Um, Just because they, you do have those friends in your life. It's how it's, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, thank you everybody for joining us and talking about the state of American friendship. And thank you all. Uh, we will talk with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.